Here at She's in the Game, we acknowledge that this episode is recorded in the lands of the Wongal people and pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to any Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander people listening with us today. Hey guys, welcome back to episode seven of She's in the Game. I'm Maitland Brown and I'm joined with Hen Darlington, as always, looking stunning right Thank across you. the room from me. Uh, today, we're actually going to do a Q&A episode for you guys. So we'll try to get through as many questions as possible. And thanks so much for submitting on Instagram. If we don't get through them all today, we're definitely going to do a part two in the next couple of weeks. And we might even get a special guest on if you're lucky. So yeah, see how we go. Today's our first Q&A. So. I'm excited. Same, so am I. But let's talk about Ash Gardner episode real quick. What a bloody legend Ash was um, joining us in the lounge room. Um, we invited, well, I invited her over for dinner and sneakily got the podcast gear out. So thanks yeah, we were very like, much, Ash. Let's just get this done before dinner, hey? And it worked. And it was a great app. For those who have actually listened to the app, um, Mon is actually sitting on the couch like five <laughs> yeah, meters away from us. Yeah, we need to do a shout us. out for Mon. Sorry, yeah, Mon. Yeah, I feel like this can be Mon's shout out, but she was literally sitting there the whole time listening. We had our first live podcast, guys. We did. <laughs> we I had know, a live we had audience. Watch um, this space. Davey took Bobby for a walk to stop the distractions from Bob. Mainly um, the farts. Yeah, he came back. He bombarded Han last episode we did yeah. with uh, Bobby. I was so. holding my breath last time, but it went really well and I'm – Actually stoked she got on because some of the stuff she's talking about is absolute gems. Like my mum the other day was like, I love listening to Ash. And then I was like. That's so nice. So yes, awesome. stay on the show. Shout out. Yeah, shout out mum. No, it was it was really great. Like we had some really cool messages from you guys um, and feedback on the, the way that Ash was so open and honest about some of the things that she spoke about. So it's really cool to, yeah, get her to sit down and chat. And it was also just great for us to listen. Like I don't know about you, but that, that was just really cool to really sit down with her and talk to her about all things, yeah, from a WPL experience to um, what she's doing in the off-season at Bali. So if you haven't already, go back and listen to that because that's uh, one of my favourite apps so far. Yep, and hope everyone had a good Easter. Yeah, happy We're recording Easter. this on Easter Monday. Yeah, what did um, you do on the weekend? What was your Easter plans? Uh, not massive. Friday was spent at home, so I went back home to the Riff, the riff. Um, on Friday, spent that at home, was pretty chilled. And then uh, one of my best mates, Maddie Dark, from oh, yes. um, joining you on the Aussie yep. tour, shout out Mads, um, friend of the podcast once again, as everyone yes. is. Um, she's actually back in Sydney, so a few of us Catch went up. Caught up and had dinner in Maddie from Bondi's place, which is a beautiful Oof. place. Um, I bet it'd be very nice. Yummy over there. barbecue. It was so good. Yeah, overlooking, see the Harbour Bridge and stuff as you do. Um, nice. Yeah, and no then biggie. Sunday was chill. I really just wanted to make sure Sunday had nothing on. Yeah, a little bit different to your weekend though. You had a bit on. Yeah, I was a bit of a festival goer, festival and camper. I um, yeah, I feel like the last couple of weeks have just been so hectic, like in terms of just getting our lives together before. I guess the busy next period and so like we've had the awards nights um I was down in Melbourne for a bit just just running around like no the lawn is so bloody long oh no I just haven't had time to just chill and do that as well so the weekend was so good because yeah we went away we went camping very simple times when you camp so it's just nice to just really strip it back and then there was a music festival on Saturday in Barrie so nice epic like three uh four of the acts were like in my top 10 artists like there was unreal time james organ bad dreams middle kids and gang of youths to finish the night so it was freaking epic this is where i say i don't know any of them <laughs> <laughs> listen to them listen to, you've surely heard of gang of youths gang yeah. of Youth, surely. no you give me a little sin 
I know. I'm not a triple J oh, girl. Yeah, but even still, like, Gang of Youths are like Australian music royalty. Oh, dear. Anyway, let's and cut middle that kids out. too. All right. no, middle kids. You got this. Han, your your assignment for the rest like of the my week. Country music. Yeah, you know what? I like country music now too. I started listening to it. Okay. Ironically, and now I actually really like it. Okay, that's news to me. <laughs> yeah. I can take that. Yeah, it's a win. no, I do actually. Um, we pumped it on the way down. Not gonna lie. Okay. Pump some um, Luke Combs and Morgan. I want to say Luke Coombs. I feel like people say it differently, and I don't know which ones are. Right. I yeah. say Luke Combs. Yeah, and and Morgan, but um. Yeah, we pumped them down so you'd be proud of me. So I am proud. Because I listen to that, you can listen to them. I'll pull my weight. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. No, it's okay. Anyway, let's get back to (laughs) it. (laughs) Now that we've had time to just chill out on the weekend, uh, we've come together and we're going to do a little Q&A for you guys. Let's let's kick things off. Question one. All right. Here we go. You want to do me? From Twin Quran, we've got, what would you be doing if you weren't playing cricket? So for me, I well, you can't play cricket forever. Let's just start. No, it's with always going to okay. happen. Yeah. So you'd be silly not to do something on the side or outside of it, and also just you got to keep that balance going on, right? So when I first moved down, so I lived in Canberra for a bit, played for the Meteors. When I first moved down there, um, our PDM, which is a player development manager, Good which job. is someone who goes, "Hey, you're more than just a cricketer. Let's see what we can do with with that," you know. Um, so they're encouraging you to do. Um, work outside or study, all those things, basically develop you personally. <laughs> so our PDM was like, all right, let's get you into uni, you know, like you've got probably going to be down here for a little bit, be really great to study outside of cricket and have something to tick away um, while you're not training. And for me, I started industrial design, which is really cool. And I I was doing industrial design at school or design tech. Yep. And I really enjoyed like hands-on creative. My dad, Zafari, gets his forge out the back of his U. Like we were making things, always trying to, yeah, build stuff. So I was very like, I was very interested in doing stuff that's like hands-on. So I didn't want to just do a business degree or like economics. Like yep. that's just not my vibe. Makes sense. So yeah, I did uh, industrial design and uh, I think if I if I wasn't playing cricket, I'd probably pursue that a little bit more. I try to, I try to balance it. Like I still get crafty and. I was in an exhibition and, but yeah, I don't know, like at the moment, cricket's just been hectic and it's been a nice hobby outlet as opposed to career, but actually this is something you don't know. Um, Oh, why? Breaking news? Yeah, breaking news, everyone. No, when I was, when I just got out of school, I actually really wanted to do acting. (laughs) So I know, random. (laughs) And so I fully like went to- Did you do acting classes? No, but I did drama at school, which I loved. Like I was so obsessed with drama. But I went to AIM, you know, Australian Institute of Music. I fully like went to their open day and spent like a whole day there, like learning about what the course looks like. And I really wanted to do acting. But then, yeah, they literally were just like, well, if you if you do this course, like you can't have a job outside of it. You have to just do this. And I'm like, oh, Hmm. Anyway, so that was my really short you could dream be like, of being an actress. Oh, my God. You could be like Brett Lee post-cricket and go to yeah, Bollywood. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Someone commented on my Instagram the other day um, saying that I should do that. So okay. anyone out there, Keep an hook eye a gal up. But uh, what about you? What what secrets have you got for me? Yeah, nothing <laughs> if really. If you weren't playing cricket. Um, I have had a bit of a dream for a while to own a cafe. And then that, have. Yeah, that slowly turned into looking at getting a coffee van. So if I was... I think that dream is still alive. It, it very much is. Yeah, like I've, I'm doing a small business course at the moment with Elite Athlete Business School. So, 
yeah, get on the Zoom calls every Monday. That's sort of my version of study. I didn't enjoy uni, so I did uni for two years. I um, did too. Yeah, I did two years of marine science and just it wasn't for me. I think marine science in Sydney is a bit difficult. Yeah. It's really just a Bachelor of Science. Why marine science? So there's a story. Okay. Um, we can go into it, but uh, yeah. we went to Coffs Harbour for a breakers trip. So mm-hmm. I think it was the year before you came to okay. breakers. I wasn't even contracted with the breakers. I just went up. It was actually really weird. I went up as a fan because you love watching cricket. So no, I was <laughs> well. I was going to say I was going up to play, but they took me up because I had a hamstring niggle and I oh. needed to do my rehab. So okay. that's it cool. was weird, but it was really cool. So first trip with the breakers, and we went to the Dolphin Park, and I was obsessed. Oh, sea World? Is that what it was? Is it, it's, it was I think okay. it's, it's not Sea World. It's like um, okay. a dolphin conservation park um but for all of like the marine life in coffs harbour obviously there's the marina there it's a beautiful spot and they were we were literally like watching one of the shows and they like rushed in a baby shark that had been caught in fishing line and i don't know what made me do it but i literally just got up and went over really and i was like i really want to see what's happening and i like loved dolphin tail and all that as a kid like obsessed with them and then saw this like shark literally being taught how to swim again after being Whoa. like losing feeling in its yeah. tail from the fishing line. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. And I like got to put my hand in and just like wiggle the shark's tail. And I, I loved it. And it was like I reckon I had maybe three or four months left of U12 and I was like light bulb moment. Mm. I reckon the next week I applied for early entry for marine science and got wow. in and I was like, okay, that's what I want to do. Wow. And then I got there and I was like, ooh, this isn't really marine science. I learned, I literally learned about rocks for two years and I was oh, like, okay. Nah, and then I sort of like you know when you do the research into your degree, like when does this, this when does this when get, does it get good? Yeah, it it didn't. Ooh. Um, and I was like, maybe this isn't the right thing. I considered transferring to one on the Gold Coast, but you obviously have to be yeah. there to do the pracs. So that didn't really work out. So maybe one day, I reckon I'd still be interested in studying. So we'll see. But the coffee van sort of dream. My mum always talked about it and it always was something I wanted to do with her. I was like, yeah, you quit your job, you manage, <laughs> and then I'll work when I don't have training and stuff. Got a few names, which I was pretty happy okay. with. I'm not going to say them. No, no, gatekeep um, them. Yeah, because, you know, anyone could go out there and, exactly. and take it. But um, it was sort of directed towards Kruger, which was pretty funny. But mm-hmm. that would, I think, yeah, hopefully, you know, the development of the game gets to a point where owning a business is a reality as well as living life here in Sydney. So, yeah, if you ever want to see a coffee van running around, hopefully it, it happens hey, one day. Future. If she wasn't playing cricket, there it is. Yeah, well, we did the barista course together. We did. We actually did. I that was really milk cool. Everywhere. Yeah. I to be fair, my, my home brews aren't anywhere near better. I'm getting there. Getting there. Yeah. Actually, my latte art's improved a little bit. I yeah, mine say. hasn't. Yeah. Well, well, I've just got to get there. the milk in the cup. Uh, yeah, Remember, it went right. down like my arm of my jacket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, let's do next question. Uh, this one's from Matilda Wiggins, and I thought this question was pretty cool, actually. Mm. When I saw this, I yeah, I could relate to this, and I wish this was yeah. um, around when I was uh, starting cricketer, but advice for a girl in an all-boys team. Yeah, I obviously most of us have grown up playing in boys' teams, and the biggest indicator for me was – allowing yourself to understand it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable for the start that they're, they're young boys they're immature they're um annoying they're annoying like it's <laughs> how it is like it's we're really we're realistic here <laughs> but I found it really easy if I had one that I knew I could go to when I was uncomfortable so I had a really good mate who I went to primary school with and he was also in the boys team so it was like I might not have known the rest of them that well but he was like the one I could go to in terms of like oh like what do we have to do? Or like when you have the simple questions as a kid that you just don't have the answers to because no one's just – everyone's forgotten to tell you. 
Um, so yeah, that was sort of my indicator of when it was a lot easier is when I had someone I could go directly to, but saying that I was really lucky that my all girls team had four girls in it. Um, sorry, all boys team wasn't actually all boys. It really? was um, four other girls. Yeah, we had two. Girls, we had so three so. brother sister combos. Oh, okay. Um, my brother wasn't playing; he's too young. But um, that was really cool. Um, and then created sort of the respect that the boys sort of learn. But I think there's always one or two in the team that should be accommodating and, and able to reach out. But it's it's an uncomfortable situation, but it's also one of the best for your development. So there's a way, I know Ash said this a lot in the last step, but you've got to embrace, embrace it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's that's what I've got. Yeah. No, I would say I feel like at the moment from back when I first started to now, I feel like there's a bit more of a respect going around for a, a, a girl to join an all-boys team. I guess really lucky in that sense. But, yeah, I don't know. I I would just say don't let them walk over you. You yeah. know, you, you should also be, like, respected in that space. So. Yeah, don't be afraid to stand up for yourself and don't let people walk over the top of you, I'd say. 100%. Own right. that space. That's exactly. what I would say. The advice would be to just own that space. Yeah. You get to enjoy playing cricket like everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Right. That. All right. Our third question from Sam Rude is, which is your favourite WPL slash IPL team if they're different? Do you have a favourite team that you follow? Um, I was very – look, I know this sounds like I'm just jumping on the bandwagon here, but I was a big fan of the Mumbai Indians going into the WPL. I think, well, three of the players that I picked in my top three draft True. picks were in the Mumbai Indians mm-hmm. team, which to be, at the time I actually didn't even realise that. Right? Yeah. I'm just, just disclosing that here, just not flexing selector. but flexing. And also Lottie. Like Lottie's an absolute legend. She's a super coach. You know, she I had her at the Sixers and she's so well experienced and yeah I, I'm, I'm, I was a big fan of those guys yeah they look like they was just had so much fun too yeah they were they look like a good unit and Izzy Wong yeah Amelia Kerr yeah great group I think I had already followed a bit of the IPL and the Mumbai Indians actually had a Netflix doco and I oh what loved it yeah it's on Netflix oh I have not seen it's this. great and that's that. what made me want to follow the Mumbai Indians a bit closer in the IPL and then as soon as the WPL same thing as you they just looked like a unit I loved um I mean we all loved watching the auction but yeah, yeah I think they, even the owner she was going up and they didn't even have like cash queen oh, I saw um <laughs> did she pop someone on her Instagram with Gigi, Gigi Hadid? Hadid yes <laughs> um Husey my housemate showed me she's like oh yes. she's on like Gigi Hadid's Insta because I, I don't follow Gigi much Poor me, but like what? it was so when I was Sin like Sin again. She, <laughs> yeah, she is um she's she did. That's really it. funny. She seems like a boss. So as well as the owner being a boss. Mm. Girl pal. Yeah, exactly. So this Netflix stocker, is it like it's like Drive to Survive, but I pay by Indians. Yeah. Oh, okay. I wish they would do that for Big Bash. W-B-U. Like the yeah. Netflix, the sport Netflix series has just attracted so many more fans. Like yeah. The F1, for example, right? Massive. Uh, myself included. Mm. Like after watching that, I'm just like, You respect I'm the a sport. Big F- yeah. And you also now have more of a connection to the athletes, which I think is something that, yeah, as fans, you're always searching for, right? Yeah. You want to relate to them. You want to get to know them a bit more. So then you feel more invested when they race. Like, Yeah, 100%. It's like when with anything, if you know someone in the team, you're just like, yeah, let's go. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it'd be cool for, um, I mean, we had the test and then. Yeah, the, is it the Beyond the Boundary? Was the yeah, and um, then World is Cup that one? the the yeah the yeah. World Cup one? I think there was also 
one. More of those, please. Yeah. I think they're a great investment. Great investment. It's the stuff you don't see. Like everybody wants to know what's going on. Yeah. I mean, people asking That's the questions want to know. That's one of the reasons whilst we're also doing this podcast exactly. so we can provide you guys a bit more of an insight. Exactly. Um, all right. Best WNCL game you have played in by uh, asked by Hados underscore 6051. This one is probably there was a split between two and that's because they were both like amazing individual performances. Okay. Um, one of them, I think they were in the same season, but one of them I just remember, I think this is when you were still at the Mets actually. I remember Ooh, it specifically. Okay. You were walking around the boundary um, carrying the drinks and we were sitting on the boundary being like, do you want to? not dropped. Um, no, no, yeah, yeah, you're injured. <laughs> um, and I remember Midge yelling out to you being like, oh, do you want your breakers oh, uniform yet? Yeah, do you remember that? A bit of a, yes, yeah, I do. Um, I was like, but this Midge. game, <laughs> Ray Chains went off she absolutely oh, teed I do off remember that. Yeah. it was like 150 but i also remember that like treno sammy joe bernsey all got like rapid 50s and then rach is just like bad at the whole innings mm. it was an amazing game but i think the one that tops it i did want to give a special mention to that one but the one that tops it monica oval the other act game yeah the uh, sorry the sky blue. you were in our team got the important wicket of katie mack i remember yeah. i in this game i batted just set the tone let me just yeah. So, no. <laughs> no. Um, in in this game, all I did was bat. I reckon I fielded two balls, didn't even have to bowl, but a friend of the show, Stella Campbell, yeah, seven in. far. They were literally shaking in their boots. Yeah. It was I so wouldn't cool. Have wanted to face. To be fair, like, they. Did we bat first? No. Yeah, we better first. We bat first. Rach made we 100. We didn't score that right? much. She may have got dropped a couple of times, but <laughs> Rach made 100. So the week wasn't too bad, but I don't know. I swear, just as soon as we stepped over the line. Mm. To bowl, on. the wicket just turned into this like seeming, yes, yeah, seeming like spicy, literally fast bowlers paradise mm. wicket. It was um, I remember and we I got, was standing we went, in fourth. We went home slip. early and didn't have to drive home in the dark, yes. which was the best part. Yeah, we all were like we can go and be in our own bed, but um, I remember I was standing at fourth slip at one point and I was like, what is happening? Yeah. If anything comes here, it's, I'm not going <laughs> to catch it. I wish I was in slips one day. <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you what. One thing that I do remember from that game. Was just the amount of fun that we had, even before we walked onto the. You field. cut my sleeves that game. Oh, I did. <laughs> oh, I did. Yeah, you only brought a long sleeve, so I, I was like, after oh, the game with only a long sleeve, and I was like, Mato. I forgot about that. And then that. I had to, we had to both quickly pad up because we lost so many yeah, wickets quickly. Yeah, that was. Yeah. And I remember I was running. There's like a little um like downhill the race, the race yeah. um to get to the field, and I hadn't even tied my like drawstring on my pants mm-hmm. up yet, and I had to run down yeah. and run straight onto the field, and I was like, oh shit, here we go. <laughs> All right, next question. Do you I feel like I feel like I need to ask this okay, question. Um, this is from Club, and this is one of my favourite talking points. Uh, are Mado and Darcy Brown actually related? Great question. Great question. Short Let's answer, clear it up. Short answer: No, but there's a little bit to this, right? So, yeah. for starters, when Darcy was playing in Adelaide, I remember Katie Mack telling me this. Apparently. Um, Darcy was rooming with Katie and Darcy kept telling Katie that we were cousins. So <laughs> Katie came up to me and asked me because Darcy was trying to trick her, but we're not related. But the cool thing about this is actually Darcy's dad is Rodney Brown and my dad is Rodney Brown. So like that's a little bit freaky. Um, different mums, different bro names. But yeah, anyway, that that's pretty funny. I can't believe it. Like I actually can't believe that her dad's also I reckon Rod. if people didn't like, know what? you two could... Really pull the the cousins yeah, card. Yeah, both fast bowlers. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we will. That's quite funny. And I've I've seen Mado before play 
that oh sorry Darcy before yeah. play that you're right here <laughs> play that card Katie. yeah trickster next one by Garfield Shetland uh, do players depend on side gigs during the off season I think it's a hustles? bit yeah I think it's a bit mixed some of our girls still work during season so I don't think many people go sort of like one or the other I think in terms of in, in employment yeah. sort of hustle it. Yeah, we've got people like Sammy Joe who definitely pick up more work in off season. Like that's a given. But yeah, I don't Sammy think Sammy Joe drives trucks. She drives huge trucks. Yeah. like scary wise. on the weekends. Yeah, and then best pay on the weekends. Like exactly, that, she's smart. She's and then smart she's also that. got a role at Rebel. And she loves it. Exactly, and you know you got Burnsy at um, physio. Physio. So like different people have gigs that obviously during off season it would pick up. Saying that though, they still have the opportunity probably to three days a week to mm. work during season, probably not during Big Bash. It's where we're yeah. predominantly full-time. But I think another side to this question is when the season stops, we don't stop getting paid. Like we're paid 12 months of the year and that's the most important part is it's not like once the end yeah. of season hits, we're just – Dry up. Yeah, that it's a 12-month contract for a reason. So then off-season you're just not left high and dry. So that probably answers a bit of it as well in terms of depending. Yeah, I think also some people might pick up side gigs just to – have a bit of balance outside of cricket yep. as well. Um, I know that, yeah, there's a couple of internships that the girls have been doing. I think Saskia was with Netball, was it? AFL? Yeah, Giants Netball. Yeah, yeah, Giants Netball. So I remember when I was down in ACT, I picked up a gig with Win News for like a couple of weeks and I just nice. sort of followed a sports journal around and I just wanted to get desensitised to the media. Basically, yeah. that was my Fair. aim of it. But yeah, and that was just sort of to keep the balance outside of it. And we're in a really fortunate position, especially at the moment. We've just uh, agreed on a new MOU. So yeah, we're in a place where we don't necessarily depend on the side gigs because, yeah, we're getting paid pretty well, which, it's is, the which is really cool. Yeah. Great time to come into the game. Exactly. All right. Our next one is how do you get the energy to do anything after playing a game from Vareha underscore F43? Look, sometimes you just don't. We're really sometimes good at just – Sometimes you just flop on the couch. Yep. And if you're, if you're a little bit scandalous, you might just get Uber Eats. Depends. Mm. It depends, right? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you just flop. You just need to chill. Like, but other times, but if you come off like a really exciting win, I know yeah. that I get pretty g'd up, and I can be a bit nocturnal. Like, <laughs> I'm more like if I was doing an assignment or anything, my most productive time to do that is like nine o'clock onwards. Like, I wow. freaking love We're it. We're so different. Whereas, like, I wouldn't be able to wake up and do it. Yeah. I would just be, yeah, so. But I wake up and grind, like, you know, if we have. Yeah, you get If we got pre-season, I'm like up at quarter to six because I have to frigging drive in thanks to the traffic. But I love thanks it. Thanks to the Shire. Illy. Illy yeah, the I Shire. think especially I remember some of the games, like people made a debut. And we've had a lot of that this year. Mm. Um, and you go to the pub after, obviously. Oh, yeah. You sit there, you're having a snitty. And celebrating someone's debut, that's where you find the energy. But then there's days, I think especially when we travel for WNCL, yeah. more likely we play like a Friday and a Sunday. So that Friday night is often like a lot of the girls will stay in and get Uber Eats. But I, I really like how sometimes the girls getting Uber Eats all go and eat together. Yeah, And then there's a group going out. That. Like if yeah. you don't want to go out, it yeah, doesn't. Exactly. But You do yeah. you post games. Um, yeah, I, I do appreciate a good Uber Eats mm. post a game. You can just get into your... Um, PJs and it yeah, just hits so different. Husey, M. Hughes, 22. Shout out to the housemate. Shout out to Husey, the housemate. If you could play another sport, what would it be? <laughs> can I guess what you would say? Yeah, go on. And then you can guess mine. Yeah. That'd be fun. Um, I'm going to say netball. Didn't you used to be a netball? Yeah, I, I think because I played it as a kid, I definitely would want to 
and I loved netball. Mm. Like I was so competitive and absolutely. I actually saw my old netball coach the other day. Really? Um, asked me to come back and I was like, mm, the knee cannot take yeah, it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that'll not end well. But yeah, I think after watching a few like super Suncorp, super netball games in the last little bit, I was like, mm, I definitely Maybe. cannot do that. Like, oh, okay. I, I definitely missed a trick, but saying that I gave up netball when I was like in year seven. Yeah, so like okay. it's a long time ago. Um, have been tempted to go back and play some indoor netball or something. I feel I like it'd just be so netball. much fun. Have you played indoor netball? No, I've never oh, played. It's the best. Yeah, I really want to play. I just miss like I was a shooter, like the feeling yeah. just going, getting the ball in the hoop, like the old catch it and split. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. We um we actually have a netball court up the road from our place and Cheats used to play netball as well. So we'd used to go and our old housemate Michaela also played netball. So yeah. we used to go up there during lockdown because it was when our our ten K radius. Yeah, okay. And Michaela played midcourt, so Cheats would defend me and we'd literally have like a netball session. Oh, really? That's so and fun. And Cheats so rough and I just like yeah. couldn't do it. I was like, oh, my gosh. And she was – she's good. Like yeah. she's a, was an elite netballer and Michaela was just like, Han, get somewhere. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, dear. But I was like, I'm a good shooter so I can yeah. like shoot from far away. I'm good. That's going to come back to get yeah. me in terms of we're going to have to shoot one day <laughs> and I won't get them in. But, yeah, I think netball. I would love to consider – something like golf or um oh, yeah i think course. that's pretty cool yeah but that's never gonna happen so we'll just yeah. remove that one how about you i remember when i so i used to play soccer when i was younger and i always wanted to play for the matildas yeah but like now i i don't <laughs> <laughs> not, that, not that there's anything against soccer but like i remember just being so passionate about that yeah and now i just like yeah that dream just sort of sailed when yep. i was young because well sop story here a girl was really mean to me and made my soccer not like fun. living hell. And so uh-huh. I quit pretty much okay. and then played hockey. Oh, I didn't know you played yeah, hockey. I, play, I freaking loved hockey. I would yeah, play wow. hockey. Okay. Center Good mid. Psh, 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 psh. I would play with Lynch. MVP. Mm. Yeah, I was I was a big fan. I love hockey. So, yeah. Um, and because I played golf as well and cricket, yeah. I could like swing it pretty hard. That's um, a power. All right. Our next question is from Mitch underscore Raz. Mitch Raz. Were you nervous for your first game? First, let's go first um, professional game. So whether WNCL or Big Bash. Yeah. Do you I remember? D- I, yeah, it was, uh, it was my debut mm-hmm. for the Meteors at the Wacker, actually, which was pretty epic. And I was pretty nervous, but... In the first step, I spoke about being completely ignorant to like where I was at in my career. That's so right. sort of going into it, just being really happy and like, ah, oh, yeah, like it's another game of cricket. Like I'll probably go home and then go back and work in the cafe. So nothing really was, yeah, which is great at the time. So it really did take the nerves off. Um, so, and I think also it was my first game. Like I was, yeah, there, there were definitely a bit of nerves, but I was in a team where everyone was really supportive and embraced me and it was just really cool to be out there running around the whacker. I was, yeah, I was really excited in that sense. And my first wicket was junior, LB Dub, and everyone got around me and, yeah, that sort of kick-started. But to be honest, I I still got nervous. I probably get more nervous now than what I did when I first started. Yeah. And I feel like maybe that's because I'm now more professional and more experienced as well, so there's a bit more pressure and that's – that's me putting pressure on myself, which I guess most most athletes do, and it's just trying to trying to navigate that space. 
yeah, when I am in a space where I'm like, you're the best player in the world, like <laughs> you're the best batter there ever is. Like, I feel like that's when I play my best, getting nice. this really okay. arrogant mindset. And that's how I set all the nerves. But um, well, that's on yeah. how to feed you. That's really wanky, but that's true. <laughs> no, that's okay. Well, it helps as a teammate. About- I can just walk around and be like, you're the best player yeah, ever. you're the best ever. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what about you? Can you remember your first game? I can, were you nervous? Yeah, I can remember it really vividly because it was – me a picture. I don't know if I've told this – I don't know if I told the story in my first, um, like the get to know ep about me. I remember. Um, but it was the – so I made my debut for Thunder, which was first, so I didn't play for the break until a bit later. But first game of the season, WBBL 05 or something – V the sixes, so um, pretty the big Sydney, Sydney smash. Sixes, yep. And I had to sit my HSC English paper two Ooh, exam yep. in the morning. So there was no time for nerves. Like I was already probably nervous about the exams. So my biggest worry was like walking into my exams and forgetting everything because I've been focusing on my bowling plans so much. So I went, nah, okay, I'm not focusing on bowling plans. I'm getting the essay done, yeah, memorizing. Like imagine trying to remember, oh, I need a square instead of a, a long off for this player, but then getting in there and being like, but I need to remember this quote from Henry VIII. Yeah, like, okay. It just doesn't really work. So I just went pretty focused on the exams. And then probably in terms of cricket, I've been pretty lucky. I don't get majorly nervous. I'm very like, I probably like to be a little bit lower in that arousal level, like mm. quite calm. Um, I've just always sort of been that way. Um, Not, <laughs> I feel like I get too hyped up. Yeah. I, I got so nervous this last season that I got, I gave myself the yips. No. So we'll talk about that another time anyway. <laughs> Back to you. Uh, and then, yeah, I just remember the whole scenario. I think I was more nervous for my cat presentation because, you know, when you're like, what are they going to say about yeah. me? Fez did a great job. Mum and dad nearly missed the cat presentation. but um, Oh, wasn't it because you told them that you weren't playing or something? Oh, huh? No, security wouldn't let them in the oh, gates. Oh, that's it. Yeah, And I was like, um, like Secchi, they're my parents. Up. It's all been organised. Um, But, yeah, so... I didn't do much my first game. I reckon I bowled like two overs and then my second game got my first wicket, which was Millie Kerr, stumped oh, by Priesty. Stumped yeah, okay. of all things. So, yeah, that was – um, it was pretty special. Made my debut with Lich. That cute. was really cute. Shabs and Nita Dar. So four of us debuted. I still remember Lich coming up to me and being like, this is so cool. Yeah, and I can I was imagine. Like, <laughs> it was – yeah, it was pretty cool. So not many nerves, I think – I'll start to get a bit nervous in the next few years, definitely. I feel like I'm, I'm coming into that stage now. You're so cool, calm and collected. I cannot <laughs> see that. You are, you're very chill when it comes to a game. Just trying to keep it groovy. You just, yeah, you keep it groovy. Yeah. Like, quote that. <laughs> <laughs> Han, just trying to keep it groovy. Uh, all right, let's talk about this next one. How important is mental health when you play major tournaments? Me underscore Y33. Yeah, I feel like tournaments are very different in terms of your mental health and the strain it's not only having on your body but the continual sort of aspect of always having cricket or always having cricket to go back to. Um, Often a tournament means staying in hotels and I think that's one of the biggest – Hardest things to adapt to sometimes. Yeah, as well as – And you can't really escape it. It's not like you just go home. Yeah, you're going back to the same place. You're trying to navigate how you're feeling in a hotel room consistently is pretty tricky and I think the best thing that teams have started to realise is when it's an off day, it's an off day. Like players can go and have the whole day and that's a real reset bonus whereas I think in the past I was like oh it's an off day let's chuck in a meeting like mm. let's keep them busy what if they get bored and I'm optional like, training yeah like, and I'm like oh, no is that like an optional training is that a trick question that's a great con- like optional training yeah <laughs> it's I've heard people say optional training is never optional and yeah. I'm like mm, is yeah. for me <laughs> yeah yeah 
But um, yeah, I think that balance of making sure, I think yeah, the key thing is definitely those off days is no cricket. Like even sometimes um, during WBBL, like we'll make sure that if it's an off day and we're back in Sydney, like you do not get any messages on the WhatsApp. Like if it's important, um, if it's important, it'll come through. Otherwise, if it's not necessary till the day after, like it just doesn't need to be a constant influx of cricket because it can get tricky and yeah, touring's a different scenario as well. Yeah, touring's really tricky. Like I think you highlighted some really important points there. Sometimes it's hard and I think the the more professional the game, game. gets, there yeah. we go, the more <laughs> professional the game gets, I think the more you just have to, yeah, learn to really embrace and, and adapt to that. And I think the the players who um, are going to perform well are the, are the ones who are doing that. But I also think that everyone's in the same boat, right? So yep. everyone understands that it gets freaking hard. So I think if we need some support, then we can always, yeah, rely on, on our teammates because you become a little family away, a home away from home, I would say. And yeah. Especially during the two EBLs ago when all the borders were closed. Yeah. Well, we came straight out of that Aussie series yeah. and then into WBBL and that was like a quarantine, yeah. multiple restrictions. Like that was that You're was on hard. the road for three months. Yeah. Like, I actually really struggled because we spent so much time together in that Aussie bubble and then you and Stel went to sixes yeah. and I then had to go back. To, I love Thunder, but like I then had to go to Thunder and be like, oh, my God, what do I do now? Like yeah. Stella and Mato. <laughs> and I actually remember someone being like, do you, like, are you getting FOMO from Stella and Mato? And I was like, kind of, yeah, oh, like cute. I miss them. Um, there yeah, was many like, things that happened that season and that was one of them. But Yeah, um, no, but yeah, like a moment like that is when you're on the road for three months, like you really rely on your teammates to support you. So I think, yeah, we're in – a really great space where everyone feels really comfortable. Well, not everyone, I guess most people feel comfortable and there's not that taboo of mental health um, yeah. around like there was a few years ago, which is which is really cool. So it's, sometimes it just sucks. Sometimes It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. Also knowing that and preparing for that. All right. Something completely different. Here we go. So we've gone real deep to surface level here. <laughs> who do you support? Or who do you go for in the NRL? Twin Karen. I was brainwashed as a kid, um, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> and go for the mighty South Sydney Rabbitohs. Um, not the Penrith Panthers? No, nah, no. Okay. Not at all, no. So my auntie went for the Bunnies and dad goes for St. George, so okay. charity shield match. Yeah, right. Um, that was due to like the, the rivalry, but dad was one of seven, so they all had to go for different teams. So <laughs> it was, um, they all just sort of had different teams and yeah, sorry dad for being a Dragons fan at the moment, but yeah. Always been a Bunnies fan. Absolutely loved John Sutton, um, Sammy Burgess, Greg Inglis, like some of those names. And I remember I was in primary school once and uh, Mario Fennick, who is an absolute class player from the Bunnies back in the day, he came to my school and I was like, this is the best thing ever. And they used to call him Falcon. So I thought it was really cool because I knew his nickname. Is and that I was like, they hey, would those like mini footballs? Do you remember? And like hand them out? Yeah, like play, that play was on like, Oh, yeah. If you got one of those when they came to your school, oh. You were just the most popular. It was great. Kid. So that's me. Yeah, sort of Bunny's been an girl. NRL family. So um, dad grew up playing footy. So we've always sort of supported teams. And my brother goes for the bunnies as well. So we go and watch some games now. Okay. Well, I'm a storm girl. I do want to know how really this came rogue. about. Super rogue. Davy's a dragons boy. So oh poor Davy. Davy and your dad can you know yeah hug each other <laughs> after those really tough losses. But I keep saying to Davy, I'm like. Just thought you'd be used to the, them losing by mm. now. No, I'm <laughs> talking. That one's for Davey, not other Dragons fans, if you're listening. Uh, yeah, Storm Gal. And it honestly just came about because 
I've been a solid Storm fan for at least 15 years. Mm. Um, no, <laughs> to be honest, I don't really watch a whole lot of sport. Hey, like no. growing up, I was just watching Hannah Montana, That's So Raven, like Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. I what's was the, never really a sport What's the pony gal. one? Saddle Club. Were you a Saddle yeah, Club? hell yeah. yeah. Okay. Had it on um, VHS, you know, on the I don't know what that is. It's the video. <laughs> what the heck? I'm going to get smashed for that. Um, yeah, I think you will. Roaster in the comments. Thanks, everyone. Um, yeah, Storm. So I went for the Storm because at the time they were dominating, right? So a bit of a bandwagon jump on there. But do you remember when Smith's Chips had the like 40 oh, cards. cards in them? Yeah, mm. I remember getting a Matt King one and when he played for Storm at the time and I was like, yeah, that's going to be my team. <laughs> Just like a, like a destiny kind of like <laughs> – Draw it out of the chip packet, um, right, and then yeah, got a towel. Yeah, I haven't really closely followed the like as a super fan, but that's my team. Yeah, okay, that's my that's my team, <laughs> <laughs> and I might cut that out, but we'll see. <laughs> next question. <laughs> um, next question. Do you think this is from Ange? Shout out to Ange. Shout out to Ange. I absolutely Ange adore Ange. Ange presented my debut cap. Yes, that was in the first. Yeah, set. we love Ange Reeks. Do you think you'll see more players taking parental leave? Yeah, well, Ange was one of the first to do it, which was mm. pretty significant. Came back speedy as well, like absolutely showed everyone up and did it yeah. well. Um, well, yeah. from the outside, I mean, I'm sure she There was have. definitely some struggles yeah. in there, I can imagine. Um, I can't because I haven't been through that. But, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a pretty exciting thing to have that option. I think that's the biggest part of, yeah, being able to – start a family while also having a career. I think some sports haven't been able to do that. Um, I've definitely seen some stuff in the media from the netballers just mm. not seeing that as an option. Which is such a shame. Like it's, yeah. Yeah, it's it's Seems hard. It's like a no-brainer to support uh, like I guess female-dominated sport yeah, exactly. in that space. And, yeah, we saw Amy Satterthwaite, um, Emma Thompson. Like these are some pretty significant players that decided that that was the best time for them to start a family and, and were supported. So that was – it's pretty cool to see that happen. It would, it just took one player to, to do it and we really saw probably Amy Satterthwaite lead the way in terms of that come back and play good mm. cricket, has retired now. So congratulations on yeah. an amazing career. And, yeah, I just look at the way they've sort of shown – how you can come back and how you can play cricket and also then enjoy that experience of playing cricket with your child. Like I think that's pretty special. Like when you think of, you know, saying to your kid one day, like, oh, the mummy was a cricketer. Yeah. It's like, no, like you were there at my cricket games. Like I think that's very um, surface level, but I think that's really cool to sort of have those experiences. But we're very lucky in this sport to have that support. ACA has done a tremendous job. Yeah, definitely. And I, well, I was in the Renegades team with um, Amy and Leah when they had little Gracie and it was so fun having a Gracie kid was in, in the Thunder team. this year. It was the best. Yes. Like the, one, the best part of it was like, all right, you might have had the worst game of cricket and you're feeling so down the dumps. Like you thought, oh, my God, oh, I suck at cricket. Why did I do this? Blah, blah, blah. Basically just all the negative thoughts. And then you come back to the hotel and you just see this beautiful little angel just calling around and all of a sudden you've got perspective. Yeah. And I thought that was the best bit was just like it just brought me back down to earth from acting like a, a dill after losing a game of cricket for God's sake. So that was really nice and, um, yeah, it's really inspiring to see those ladies come back and just boss it yeah. um, from the outside I'm sure. Yeah, as we mentioned, would have been pretty tough. But it would be cool to get them on actually and, and ask someone, them how the journey yeah. was. So watch this space. We'll have to. Send Ange 
or Amy a little message. Yeah. See how it was for them. But Potential. Next question. What was the biggest inspirations for you not to give up by Matisse Easton, 13? Yeah, one thing that really stood out to me, and I think I thought about it um, a little bit last week, I actually put it in my caption for my Steve War, Belinda Clark um, medal in terms of just the importance of your teammates around you and how you're not only playing a game for yourself, but for them. Um, family's a massive indicator as well. But I think, yeah, after probably some of the, the toughest times I hope to go through, I hope it's all past me, but um, the support I got from teammates really showed me the reason you want to play the sport and um, we always come back it's the sport we love but at times it's not and mm. when you have teammates that remind you why it's the sport you love um, it really becomes not an option to give up damn but that's a great answer thanks <laughs> all right we're gonna clip that one up <laughs> yeah I completely agree I guess yeah you're in a team sport and I love playing team sport because you don't have to go through well I guess the highs and the lows alone which is really special so knowing that yeah, all the hard work that you put in goes to the the greater good of the team, I think is is really inspiring to keep going. And also one of the reasons why you push yourself is because you want to do what's best for the team. So I definitely uh, look for that when I'm when I'm really struggling in my last set of gym or my last lap around the oval. I think, yeah, what, what are my teammates doing? So um, yeah. I don't want to be a slack dog in that space. <laughs> um, but I think also from a personal point of view, I think about – how much time and money I guess my parents sacrificed. So I really want to make sure I do them proud and and my pop as well. Like he he was big into cricket and he was how I first start, started getting into cricket. So just, yeah, doing him proud. So having that family aspect um, yeah. definitely keeps going. It's pretty special when you've got people that have supported you all the way through. So definitely agree. Um, and now – Last question. Let's, yeah, let, let's pick a, what one shall we do for our last question? Uh, let's go with. 21. Can, can you, you do some for me? We've got our list here and it's oh. number 21 as a heads up. But, uh, okay, right. How do you structure your training week from Ashley King underscore 19 in terms of maybe off season structuring your training week or how we do it at the breakage? I don't know. What do you reckon? Let's go into the how we do it at the breakage. Yeah. Well, I would say, well, we don't personally do it. Thanks. We Shout out up. to Shawnee. Sean Hardy, the absolute goat, mm. SNC, in my opinion. Um, he is just an absolute genius and um, I really enjoy the shocks that we have here. But we're hoping to do an episode probably later on when when the season's um, red hot and really give you guys an insight as to what we get up to during a training week. But simply at the moment, so what, what was our um, point? What were we, point four in terms yes. of part-time athletes? Point four, five maybe? Yeah, something like that. So we yeah. were – the new MOU's just come into fruition. Is that the right word? The new come MOU into play. has come into play and now we're 0.7. So it's going to be a little bit different, I think, for the season coming up. But previously, as part-time athletes, we were what well, we had structured training about three times a week and yeah. then a session on the weekend in pre-season. And then when we were in season, we'd obviously play cricket and um, have trial games sort of mixed and mashed into there. But um yeah, it's a tough one because, yeah, I don't know, like three times a week is probably a lot less than what you'd expect us yeah. to train. But the reality is there's only a certain amount of balls you can bowl, certain amount of balls you can hit, and, yeah, a certain amount of fitness I think that goes into it as well as um, maintaining that respect of the contract hours, I guess. Yeah, I think the way you sort of look at our days as well, we're very good at getting everything done in the day. So, yeah, we could go and have an extra day and do a gym 
Yeah, I think we train Monday, Tuesday, Thursday mm. from memory. Like we could do a gym session on a Wednesday instead, but like getting people to travel in just to do a gym session seems a bit silly mm. when we could start an hour earlier on a day and have that dedicated to cricket. And I think that's been something I've really enjoyed in terms of you get all your content done in the day. And yes, it might be a bit of a longer day. We have our lunch breaks where you get to spend time with each snack other. Breaks. Snack breaks, you know, going through the fridge, all those fun things as a team. But yeah, I look back and we'd have like our conditioning in the morning. We'd have, you know, some some people in the gym, some skills, some fielding. Like it's sort of really cool to be able to have it all done in a day. And I think our staff do a really good job at understanding when maybe something needs to be pulled out so those days aren't so long. But, it, yeah, it allows, once again, those other two days in the week to be completely your time. Your time. Yeah. yeah, and totally. I love it. Same. So do I. And. Every every stage of, of the year sort of chops and changes. Obviously, pre-season's fitness base and then and more technical work and then you get in-season and then that sort of shifts. So, yeah, hopefully we'll do some episodes later on in the year and give you guys a more of a deeper insight as to what we got. Maybe yeah. we can get some special guests. Maybe we get Shawnee back on. Yeah, Katie head coach even, Gavin. Head coach Gavin, give him some grief on here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he'd love that. All the hard questions. I don't reckon Gav would come on. I don't on. think he's going to. Yeah. I don't think he We'll get Benji. Actually, we're hoping That's, to get yeah. Benji on. Yeah, He's Benji's our analyst. our yeah analyst. He was with the Sixers as well and the Mumbai Indians. Speaking yeah. of them, he's currently in New York, about to run a Mara, insane Boston Marathon. So impressive. Um, when he gets back, we'll definitely get him on, and he has a different insight to what we do. He knows all the numbers of yeah how we're going. So that's a different insight, but um, that sort of brings us to the end of yeah. this first Q&A. We've definitely got some questions there. So if your questions didn't get answered, um, keep a, a lookout for episode two of our Q&As, which will be um, in a couple in of a weeks. Couple of weeks yeah. Break o- it up. We'll give you guys a guest in between. Yeah. So hoping for a, a guest next week and that'll be announced very soon. And then uh, the potential to also have a guest for the, our next Q&A so that um, what's better than two perspectives? It's three. So exactly. we'll bring someone else in, have some funny questions in there as well that we've got lined up that we've also thought of from us um, mm. in terms of what we think people would want to know about our lives. And yeah, it's um it's been nice to have a chat about some yeah. questions. I think it's nice to know what the people want to hear. Exactly. Yeah. And if you guys want to get in a couple of quick questions before we record episode number two of the Q&A, make sure you hit us up in the DMs or if we chuck another questions box, fill it with your curious answers, curious, with your answers. <laughs> Make sure you fill the box with your answers. Uh, but, yeah, all right, well, let's wrap it up. We've been here all day. We did a running sesh. We did some bowling. Yeah. We made some lunch. Time to go home. Oh, we've been we've been here since 10. It's 2.30, so oh, we're just going to dip. So thanks so much. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.